1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 17th. Happy Friday, everybody, and happy Tal Wars weekend here in New York City. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Drew Smiley, 4.1 innings yesterday, two in runs, three. It's one walk in, four strikeouts. I kind of think that Drew Smiley is getting overlooked. I don't know. He gets a start against the Brewers to kick off the season. That could be beneficial. He should be the SP3 for the Cubs I just think that Drew Smiley is doing all right. And everyone looks back and goes, oh, no, I can't really buy in the second half, all that kind of stuff. Fine, but like a 15-teamer, and you have him the first week, and he gives you points, and you're like, okay, I'm done with him. There you go. Much better than like all the others that are down past 400 ADP. Madison Bumgarner, for example, 3.1 innings, zero and runs, two hits, two walks, four Ks. I don't care. Much rather have Drew Smiley. Ken Waldachuk is fighting for the SP5 spot for the Oakland Athletics. 4.1 4.1 innings, two and runs, six hits, one walk, and three Ks. It's against J.P. Sears. Monitor that situation for your deep AL-only leagues. I think Ken Waldachuk, in a vacuum, has the spot. But if Ken Waldachuk performs poorly the rest of the way. I mean, he has been for the most part. This was a bit of a bounce back. Still not the best whip. Seven base runners in 4.1 innings, not very good. But at least he's not walking the farm now. He will hold on to it if he doesn't lose it. But if J.P. Sears is continuing to dominate, you might want to look at that one as J.P. Sears does have that new slider. Uh, you have Tristan McKenzie. And I've been really kind of questioning Tristan McKenzie. He's looked really shaky thus far. This was a much better outing. Four innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. That's still a terrible whip <laughs> of about one three three. Still, uh, good job Tristan McKenzie being not the super wild stallion uh, that you have been this spring. I'm still concerned a little bit about his overall command in this. Um, George Kirby. This is kind of wild. This was a game against the Giants that ended in a 0-0 tie. Uh, George Kirby went 3.1 innings, 0 runs for it, 0 walks in 4Ks. Looking all right there. Nothing really new to report on him um, Alex Cobb, five innings, zeroed runs, three hits, zero walks, and five Ks. With Alex Cobb, he's now been open about it. We don't have any data, which is so frustrating. But he has said, yes, the slider is legit. You are going to see that in New York for the second start of the year. I don't like starting him against the Yankee lineup. I don't say that they're necessarily an elite lineup at the moment, but they are definitely above average. And Alex Cobb against them, I, it's, it's a question mark of... Is this splitter going to be there? And is this new slider going to be a legit thing? There is also a word of his cutter. He says it's not really ready yet. He had a funny quote saying, like, when his mechanics are worse, the cutter is better. Which kind of tells me that uh, how he's releasing it. Often when your mechanics are worse, that means you have a lower arm angle. Uh, it means like a tired arm, essentially. And that is if that's making his cutter better, that means he's getting too over the top of it. And he's not really getting this side uh, supination. Not the pronation, the supination that he needs on it. That's my two cents on it, but that's just whatever. Um, Who cares about that? He's not going to be throwing that cutter. Uh, Alex Cobb with a slider does change a lot of things because right now it's sinker trying to get called strikes. Curveball only early in counts to get strikes. And then the splitter, which is not really the most dependable strike pitch, but it kind of is for him at times. And... uh, Having the splitter more as a weapon as opposed to I need to get a strike right now is a huge deal. And the slider can have that role of I need to get a strike right now. That's not my sinker for a called strike. That's a really, really good, important thing for him. So when it comes to new pitch types in the spring, adding sliders for for guys that don't have a cutter or slider to get strikes with is the number one new pitch that I care about. So you might see me more in on Alex Cobb, and it's not because of all the stack-ass darling stuff from last year about how unfortunate he was and blah, blah, blah. Our hit luck set, which is an amazing one with PLV, says, yeah, he only allowed like four or five more hits than he should have. Not like Kevin Gosman and Jose Brio That so was like 50 more hits or something like that, right? So <laughs> it was something ridiculous like that. So like Alex Cobb, this might actually be the difference maker from two thousand and twenty two. Not all the luck regression that everyone wants to talk about. I uh, I'm very intrigued about it, and we'll see what we get in the season starts. And the good thing right now about Alex Cobb is that he's not going like in the first one hundred fifty picks or something. He's actually still going in the back end because there's just so many good starters, which means that I might actually have a few uh, a few. Shares of Alex Cop. We'll see. Eric Lauer, 3.1 innings, 200 runs, 4 hits, 4 walks, 2 case. I'm not in on Eric Lauer. Last year was so frustrating where you had these five starts at the beginning of the year that really swayed all of the ratios after. It was a sub-2 ERA and an amazing strikeout rate. And after that, it was a 4-plus ERA and a terrible whip and all that kind of stuff. So i uh, not really in on Alex. Kopp, uh, sorry, Alex, Eric Lauer this year. I am in on Alex Cop a little bit. Um And especially with this walk rate and all this stuff, not a huge fan. I could see it in an NL only league, though. I mean, I think he's still going to be productive um, for a decent amount of the time. Now, I'm going to talk about Reed Detmers. But before we do, I know, I know, I'm going to be silencing my energy. But before we do, we got to take a quick break.
0: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Reed Detmers, five innings pitch, one and run, two, it's zero walk, six Ks, We got velocity, 94 to 96. Let's go. 94, 96. Oh my gosh, he's sitting 95. He's blowing away guys at the top of the zone with 95, 96 mile per hour fastballs. Like, this is what I wanted. And he has a slider and it's just, this is coming together, guys. I have him in the early edition this week, earlier edition, before all the velocity stuff came out on Omri Demers, was I had in the middle of the 40s. And he's inside my top 40 now. He's kind of right around Lucas G Leader, like 37 or something. That That's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to push it too high because we don't know. Maybe it falls down a little bit and it, maybe the slider isn't there and the curveball isn't as good. Like, You shouldn't be drafting him in the 10th round or something. But 12th to 14th, yeah, I'm putting out my uh, ultimate draft outline today. You're going to see Reed Detmers around there because his ADP is like 200 or something. I mean, obviously it's going to be going up. The helium's go- helium is going to go up. Um, This is, by the way, Fantasy Pro's ADP, which is the one I should be using for 12-teamers and all. So Reed Detmers is someone that, like, you should be targeting as your SP5-6. Something like that. I'm excited. Uh, Kodai Senga, also, three innings pitch, one run, three hits, zero walks, five Ks. He's obviously fine we're worried about the whole finger thing. Clearly not an issue. Uh, He's a fun one to get as your SP6 or so. Don't jump too high for him. I think there's still some things to figure out with Kodai Senga. But... Yeah, he should benefit your team for the most part. So I'm I'm intrigued on this one. Clean Kershaw, four point one innings, two earned runs, five hits, zero walks and four Ks. Tatiaga. He says he's always gonna ace. I'm glad that he's healthy right now. Opening day doesn't feel right unless it has clean Kershaw. I hope he gets opening day nod. They might just make it hilarious, but I feel like he should still just be Kershaw. Um by the way, if you're wondering like, what do you mean by Senganick? Um, I'm worried a little bit about his longevity through the year. That's really my uh, my biggest concern with Senga. And maybe there is some cherry bomb nature as he figures things out in April. But honestly, like, Kodai Senga should benefit your team for the most part. So I might actually put him inside that top 51, make it 52, and have Senga at the end of it. John Gray, four innings, zero and in runs, two. It's one walk and four Ks. I worry about the fastball not being good enough as it's a really good slider and nothing else. Shohei Otani. Shohei. Shohei Otani. He went... In the WBC for Japan. And what really matters... I'm not going to give you the line. What is he doing? 44% sliders. That's what matters most. But he hit 192. Yeah, 192. Oh, my Lord. 102. And he got a pass of Indy Pasc- Pascantino. But his second most thrown... Or hardest thrown of a pitch at 100. If I can speak a sentence. That was hit in play for uh, for run. So I... <laughs> something to note there is that even at 102... If he's sitting 102 fine... But he a hundred. He allowed a single and two whiffs on twenty eight fastballs thrown for uh, for Shohei Otani. I mean, think about that, guys. It's still not a good fastball. That's why he throws forty four percent sliders. There's someone else, by the way, who threw a lot of sliders. I'm actually really excited about. That's going to be at the end of this podcast. Uh, Jack Flaherty, four point one innings, three and runs, seven hits, two walks, and three Ks. I am not excited about Jack Flaherty. I really am not. Four out of eighty pitches were whiffs. Slider just had two of them. Is fastball still down a tick? He is not locked in, and the draft stock is about... Oh, Jack Flaherty in the past has been good. I think he's all right. I think there's still stuff going on with the shoulder. I think he's going to hit the IL again this year. I think he's not going to get into any sort of, like, dominant rhythm. Not the upside play I'm chasing whatsoever. Joe Ryan, four innings, two runs, five hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. He's standing pat at 92 miles per hour. Doesn't have as many whiffs on the secondaries as we want. We would like. This looks like 2022 Joe Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. I was really hoping for an extra step to happen, but then again, it's the spring, and the second step could happen during the season as he continues to work on the sweeper in the secondary. So that's all right. We're going to still be in on Joe Ryan. It's just maybe not going to be so explosive out of the gate. Okay? Still getting whiffs on four seamers. That's cool. Charlie Morton had seven Ks in 4.1 innings. That's awesome, but that was a three-run homer in the first inning, so it's four runs, three hits, and one walk. That's a sub-one whip, by the way. He's still down a tick, 13 out of 70 whiffs. We're good. Charlie Morin, yeah, I'm much more in than I was earlier on this season, or in the offseason. He looks locked in and ready to go. Jeffrey Springs, 4.1 innings, zero and in runs, three hits, one walk, seven Ks, insane. 11 over 28 changeup whiffs. Jeffrey Springs should go up in my ranks above Drew Rasmussen. He should go into that Lucas Giolito tier um, with Reed Detmers. Um, He's only had two plate appearances yesterday. against. Uh, he only had two against a left-handed batter. It was the same guy, same Hilliard. And he allowed a single on the second one. And I think that's one of the biggest flaws of Jeffrey Springs is that he's really good against right-handers because the changeup is 11 out of 28 changeup lifts, right? But he goes slider fastball against lefties, and the slider finds its way to the middle of the zone. And that's what the single was on. I wonder about that. I wonder if Jeffrey Springs can get burned, if teams will realize, wait, we should throw lefties against Jeffrey Springs, not right-handers. And Jeffrey Springs will falter. Something to think about there, but I still think Jeffrey Springs with that changeup is really, really, really good. Um, Michael Walker, 3.1 innings, excuse me, one earned run, four hits, five Ks, and one walk. Down two ticks still. Not the greatest command. I'm not really intrigued by Michael Walker. I think it's a cherry bomb situation. I think there's more sustainability in Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez, honestly. A feeling like they will get in rhythm and be solid, while Michael Walker just feels like a shrug every night. Zach Wheeler went 4.1 innings, 1 run, 3 hits, 1 walk, and 5 strikeouts. Velocity is at 95, not 96+, but I imagine he's ramping up, especially after last year. He's not quite as locked in as I want him to be, but it was not as wild as we've seen in previous starts. So I feel a little bit better about Zach Wheeler, but this is just going to be me just weirded out and spooked through the entire preseason, I think, at this point. So Zach Wheeler is on my draft outline. Because I think everyone's kind of spooked on Zach Wheeler. Like, he's outside this top 10 starting pitchers, which I think is like, wait, okay, that's too much. Because if I'm not spooked on Wheeler, and I keep using that phrase for whatever reason, he's like SP number 4. So, if you're getting him at SP 12, 13, then yeah, I'm interested in Zach Wheeler, then. Spencer Turnbull went 3 innings, and runs, 6 hits, 0 walks, and 4 kicks. a little disappointing, because his velocity was back down to 94, not at 95. He went only four for 21 whiffs. And here's the thing. Last start, I was really excited because he was throwing more, two to one four seamers to sinkers, right? Like 45% to 25% or something like that. But now it was reversed and it's more sinkers to four seamers. Why? This four seamers so much better than his sinker. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Maybe it is. Maybe I missed that. Like it's the lefties one thing, righties to another, but just, but no, that shouldn't be the case. Righties should just be jamming inside, and it should be like 20%, but still be kind of even with four-seamers. And then lefties should just get 4 seamers. I don't know. I don't know! Spencer Turnbull, it's whatever. Johan Aviado, 3.1 innings, one and run, two. It's three walks, K Spencer Turnbull, by the way, at the end of draft, still kind of curious. Aviado, I've always been, I've been touting for a while on these. I mean, like At one point, he'll get unlocked. But he's with the Pirates. He threw 57% sliders and only had six whiffs total across everything and 61 pitches. So, Oviedo, you can just wait until he's on another team. But here's the exciting one. That wasn't the slider guy. The slider guy is Clark Schmidt. He went five perfect innings with seven strikeouts. 40% sliders. This is the sweeper he's throwing. And then there's also curves. And then there's just 22% fastballs. That is his sinker. His 40% sliders, the sweeper, whatever you want to call it, 55% CSW, lots of free real estate, 8 for 20 on free real estate. That is called strikes uh, on that sweeper. Oh boy. So th- there's a very interesting thing going on in New York where it's Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt as a 4 and 5 because Rodan we're assuming, is missing a couple passes in that rotation. So that means Clark Schmidt is maybe the 5 or maybe he's the 4 and Domingo Herman as the other one. And I've been making the assumption that it's essentially Domingo Hermann's position that once Rodang would come back, that Schmidt would be the one to lose. But if Clark Schmidt is in fact going 40% sliders moving forward, like this is what he's doing. He's like looking at Otani and being like, yeah, you know what? I have a really good sweeper and I'm just going to do this. That is legit. Now I'm interested because before it was a focus on the cutter and I didn't really like the cutter. And that's why I was like, I don't know. Clark Schmidt, mm, not so much. And this one, the the cutter wasn't very good, and he just didn't throw it. He threw the sweeper, and he saw the sweeper. So now it changes. It changes the whole narrative. Changes the whole story of how Clark Schmidt could be a dominant pitcher this year. I'm back in. I'm I'm I I'm putting out this draft outline. I'm adding Clark Schmidt to the end now, because this actually could be legit. Look, dude, you just threw five perfect innings for seven strikeouts, throwing forty percent sliders. Like, how do you not just do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I hope that's the case. That would be really fun. The Yankees are a smart organization, I would think, and that they would be like, yeah, Clark might just do this. Um, I'll see if I can reach out to him and get an answer. <laughs> but that is gonna do it for today. Uh, make sure you go check out PL Pro. We made some updates to it. We put out thing on the site yesterday. Twenty dollars off with uh, promo code ADC Live. That's what all caps in one word. Go check out the article we put on the site yesterday outlining all the updates of how we're doing DFS and how we're doing the auction draft calculator and our live draft assistant tool that has been updated with our new projections and all that fun stuff. You get it all with PL Pro. Um, but that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your Bambus be low and your Strikeouts high.